Well, hey, my name is Zach Snyder, and you're listening to the Black Bar Podcast. Uh, I am here today with Brian Lee. Brian, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, Brian has been on a couple episodes in the past. He's an Enneagram coach and owner of the Gospel Center at Enneagram. Uh, and he's also been recently working on his, uh, a project called Broken to Beloved. Uh, Brian, would you mind uh, getting into a quick, uh, quick maybe a sentence summary of what that is? Sure. Broken to Beloved is in response to my own experiences with spiritual abuse and religious trauma, uh, over-identifying myself as broken for so long, um, and realizing that real my identity is not broken, but beloved. So the Broken to Beloved Summit is for people who have experienced hurt, abuse, or trauma at the hands of the church or its leadership to give them practical tools to move forward towards healing and wholeness. So I feel like we started to briefly unpack that in our burnout episode, I think it was two back. And I, I know this is a hard topic, uh, but I think one of the core desires of Black Bar has always been to foster difficult and uncomfortable conversations. Um, in past podcasts, we've talked about deconstruction, racial reconciliation, and of course, recently we've been talking about burnout. And I think that as well, church hurt, spiritual abuse, and religious trauma it's a very real and a very present problem that's affecting our faith communities, honestly, all around the world, not just America. Yeah. So I know our audience, a lot of people is made up of many people. Maybe they're healing from it. Maybe they're experiencing it. Maybe they're even helping the people that are coming in their doors work through these issues. So when Brian, you reach out to us about the summit, I thought it was worth dedicating a full episode to it. So uh, if it's okay with you, uh, we can scratch a little bit of the surface of the topic today. We'll get into the details of that, and that'll kind of be our episode. Feels a little bit different than our normal episode, but we figure it was worth investing the full time just breaking this down a little bit. So Brian, if that's good with you, we'll hop right into it. Let's do it. So as I was saying, church hurt, spiritual abuse, religious trauma, these are the things that uh, in a lot of ways this summit, this conversation is is centering around. I feel like it's been surfacing more and more in a public way. Maybe maybe the stigma is being torn down. Maybe we're opening doors into something new. Maybe, hopefully, it's more of it isn't happening, or maybe just people are being held accountable. Bottom line, why do you think it's started to become more of a topic that's talked about uh, in our communities. Yeah, I think it's a combination of all those things. I think the environment and culture that we're in today has lent itself to people speaking up more, right? So to be clear, I think these stories have always been there. It's just that people didn't feel safe enough to tell them until this moment in culture today. You've got things like the Catholic Church from decades ago, Willow Creek in 2018, the SBC report, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, Bodies Behind the Bus podcast. It's like all these stories are coming out and people are realizing, oh, this isn't a one-time event. This isn't just one church. It's not just mega churches. It's small churches. It's everywhere in between. So I think people are feeling safer, more comfortable, maybe emboldened or empowered to tell their own stories. And then there's this whole other group of people who are hearing it and realizing it's like, I never had the language to identify that that's what happened to me but oh my God, I think this happened to me too. So how do I recognize it, process it, deal with it, tell someone else about it? Um, and I feel like this is the year that you're going to start seeing more of an explosion of those people realizing this is part of their story and how do I reconcile that? Yeah, which is really hard because I feel like, like I said on the front end, it's a hard conversation to have. And for some people, it's easier to just pretend like it's not happening or just skirt around it or maybe even try to justify yeah. decisions that were made. Because, you know, I think I think we can all agree, at least between you and I, between Caleb and Nick and, and the group, 
this is a real thing that's impacting people. Uh, I think maybe a, a question for you, Brian, why do you think specifically it's important to be talking about this right now? And why do you think it's important for us to be having this conversation despite everything that's happening around us? Maybe not despite, but maybe within, you know? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think at a fundamental level, this is about the health, integrity, and future of the church. That's why I think it's important. Um, I think there's a great quote from Shannon Martin that I'm going to butcher because I don't have it in front of me, but it's like, we shouldn't be afraid to turn on the lights because the lights just reveal what was always there hiding in the dark, right? And, and at the same time, you have so many pastors, leaders, and churches who are wanting to both literally and metaphorically turn the lights down or turn the lights off in their churches, right? When we look at the data, trust in churches and trust in faith, trust in organized religion, trust in God or belief in God has dropped significantly decade over decade. And especially within the last few years, especially among millennials and Gen Z, because they're recognizing that what we have been saying and teaching in our churches doesn't line up with our lived experiences of what is happening within those buildings. And so they're calling bull on it, right? Um, Brian Zond has a really great book and interview with Carrie Podcast, um, Carrie Newhoff, all these other things. It's like, it's not that people are wanting to walk away from faith. It's they're recognizing that there's a disconnect and they're looking for authenticity. They're looking for something real and for people who actually do what they say they believe, right? So I believe that the big C church will always prevail. Um, I believe that that's what God's intent is. I believe that's what Christ is here for. And I believe that there's a lot happening under the surface that unless we are willing to call it and bring it into the light and deal with it in a way that shows accountability and real life stuff that's happening, um, instead of constantly pushing it to the side or pretending it's not happening or covering it up or rehiring these abusive pastors and leaders, that people are going to continue to walk away. Because why would they want to be part of an organization that continues to provide abuse and darkness and heaviness instead of being a place of hope and light and freedom. Yeah. And, and I want to uh, not not skip over something that you said. I feel like the difficulty of a conversation surrounding deconstruction, for example, in a lot of ways, there's been a trend recently that I think it's always been around, but it's been a trend to talk about it and dive into it. And especially for people that have a hard time with the conversation, they feel like the inevitable path is deconstruction to deconversion. But you said for the people that want to remain in faith and, you know, the people that maybe they're in deconstruction, maybe they're in something that they would consider not exactly that. So they don't fall into the dangers of that category, which, you know, we've broken down before. For the people that want to remain in faith, you know, as you yourself are someone who's discovering this path to healing and wholeness, what advice might you have for someone that's struggling with the faith around them, that wants to remain engaged, that feels the connection with, um, you know, Yahweh and, and, and our faith and, and the fullness of all that we have, but they are in those situations, or maybe they continue to be in those situations. You've talked before about how you've been through multiple positions in which you've experienced that church hurt. Like, how, how do you come back from that and still remain part of the Big C Church that you believe is part of the solution? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what you said is really important that we draw a line and delineate the difference between deconstruction and deconversion. They are not the same, right? And I think too many pastors are conflating the two, which is why they kind of rail against it or speak against it. Deconstruction 
is actually really healthy and really necessary for our lives. And it's a process of going through to question all your assumed and tightly held beliefs to ask, where did this actually come from? It might come from family history. It might come from childhood things or experiences. It might come from your church or religious experiences. I mean, you look at the realizations you have the first time you go to your friend's house and realize they do things differently than your family does. There's a little bit of questioning and deconstruction that happens there. And it can be really simple things like, oh, they take off their shoes in their house. I wonder why they do that. Oh, they do breakfast differently. Oh, they talk. They do dinner together. And then you take that all the way up to the big scale stuff about all the things you believe about church or about God. It's like, where did these beliefs actually come from? And when we get to step outside of our small circles and visit another church or visit another denomination and see how completely differently other churches do things, it's like, and we still say we serve the same God. What does that mean? Right? So deconstruction is this healthy moving from firmly held beliefs to being more open with how do I be okay with asking big questions that may change the way I think about things? And that doesn't make me wrong or bad or sinful or any of those things because God will always be God. And if I truly believe that, and if my belovedness is not contingent upon my behaviors, then I'm free to ask those questions, right? And even things like shame, where is that coming from for you? Yeah. Why do you feel shame when you didn't read the Bible for two days in a row or didn't get down on your knees to pray or didn't fall out in the spirit or didn't whatever it was, raise your hands and worship or participate in this thing or didn't go up and take communion? Where are those things coming from you, coming from for you, right? So it's, it's all of those things and being able to wrestle with the tension of maybe everything I was taught isn't exactly true. It's like we talk about, we could go on and on about the damages of purity culture from the 80s and 90s and what that did for so many Christian young men and women who are now married and having problems because it's like they were taught all these things that we're finding out were not great things. Um, and that's just one example, right? So deconstructing what we believe or thought we knew about purity culture or about all these other pieces or about baptism or about baptism in the Holy Spirit or about communion or about the way that we dress in church or the things that, you know, pick your topic and then examine it for yourself and see where you come out on the other side. And your relationship to God, if you really believe he is who he says he is, and you really believe Romans 8, and it's like, if nothing really can separate me from the love of God, if I really am his beloved child, no matter what happens, then it will be okay on the other side. Yeah. And I, I feel like when it comes to the conversation around broken to beloved, as far as the summit goes, I feel like I don't want to alienate anyone that's listening that has maybe deconstruction is a trigger, not a trigger word, but a, a buzzword that turns them off. Like the content that you're creating uh, is not exclusive to people that are having a deconstruction or that are going through something that feels like they're pulling away from faith. The content that Broken to Beloved focuses on is reaching anyone, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it You don't have to be deconstructing. You don't have to have experienced spiritual abuse or religious trauma or church hurt or church harm or any of those things. You might be looking for resources. You might know someone else who walked through it. You might be a pastor or leader who wants to avoid 
having other people walk through this sort of a thing. So just examining and, and recognizing that other people may have experienced this without dismissing their experience. I think that's where the harm starts to happen is when we just don't believe it or say that could never happen or that person could never do that. It's like, listen, we're all capable of a lot of things. So don't dismiss what someone else went through just because that wasn't your personal experience, right? So how do we become more open to receive those things and compassionate and empathetic and gracious to them so that we can figure out how to do this together? Yeah, for sure. What you're putting together is a resource. It is a support and it is a help. Like you said, it's for those that are looking for resources for their own organization. They're Maybe they're leading, maybe they're helping a friend or they're going through it. They're on the front end, they're in the middle of it or on the back end. Uh, as far as the summit goes, how can it best resource people that are f- experiencing this trauma or that someone next to them is experiencing it? What can people look forward to when it comes to this event? Yeah, there are going to be 26 sessions over three days with therapists, counselors, coaches, authors, creators. Um, I created it in response to my own journey of trying to find healing and wholeness, right? I dealt with years of spiritual bypassing. So in an attempt to tell people about the hurt I had experienced, it's, oh, well, have you prayed about it? Or you haven't prayed enough about it? Or let me give you the scripture verse. That's not really helpful. And you're asked questions like, oh, aren't you healed yet from that? Oh, are you still talking about that thing? And that's not helpful. And I dove deep in the into the topic last year and I read over 20 books on the topic following all these different accounts and very few of them answered my question of okay but what now what do I do next so this whole summit is asking all of these people KJ Ramsey Sarah Billups Suzanne Stabile Laura Berenger author of Church Called Tove like other therapists counselors people and I end every session by saying okay so based on everything we've talked about and based on all these experiences what now what would you tell someone they can do coming out of this session? Or what hope would you offer them? Um, so this whole summit is my attempt to answer that question for myself and for everyone else who's watching. And uh, not that we aren't capable of having that conversation, but it is very cool to hear. We have people that have been professionally in this field, that have professionally done research, experience, uh, counselors, therapists, professionals that uh, excel in this conversation, which is why we found it so important to discuss it. So for those that are interested, uh, reaching the end of this conversation today, uh, what are some of the details about this summit as it's coming up? Uh, where is it? Where can they find it? Um, how much is it going to cost? Sure. It's free. You can find it at brokentobeloved.org. Um, it's April 19th through 21st. It's a Wednesday through Friday. Again, it's free to register. You'll get 24 hours to watch each of the videos. So like eight or nine sessions per day, and then you get 24 hours to watch them for free. If you can't fit it in, if you can't take the time off to do it, it's like going to an actual conference, but it's all virtual and online. You can also purchase an all access pass, which will get you lifetime access to all of the sessions, videos, kind of exclusive bonuses and resources that you get there as well. Um, But you can find all of that brokentobeloved.org. Also, you can follow on Instagram at brokentobeloved. Awesome. Brian, thank you for sharing about some of your own experience. We're really looking forward to the content that's going to be coming on the horizon with Broken to Beloved. And of course, we're most looking forward to the healing that people will be able to experience through what you're providing. Amen. We're excited for what's ahead. Uh, And until next time, uh, this has been the Black Bar Podcast.